Tigers will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Hello and welcome to episode 425 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. Join me as always is the alert and wide awake League Freak. You can find on Twitter at League Freak. How you going, mate? Going really well. Uh, turns out that being awake during the day is a good thing. This is fucking weird. Mmm. I like it, though. It's crazy. Mm. Um, just want to let you know, mm-hmm. um, there's a bit of... Bit of uh, Bit of news going around. Okay. Um, there was one in the in the uh, paper today about uh, Nathan Cleary having dinner with um, a female, which must mean, you know, according to the old people in the media there, because she's female mm-hmm. and he's not, he must be fucking her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think they're probably disappointed that they they weren't rooting on the table. Yeah. Um, I mean, for all they know, it could just be like. His cousin, a friend, um, you know, a random person he's wanted to have a chat with. Who the fuck knows and why does it even fucking matter? Yeah, it's weird that they uh I don't understand the focus on like there's this weird focus on him off the field and, and I get that people are interested in him because he's a top player, but I've never been interested in footy players away from the field and so when I see it it's kind of strange but there, there's like a i don't know with nathan cleary i feel like there's a nastiness about it the way that his off-field stuff is covered and i just i don't get it i really don't get it because like can you imagine going out for dinner with anyone and there's somebody sticking a camera like at you yeah, and taking photos and thinking that they that's cool like that's where the media is at now, where they just think they can do whatever they want. And the funny yes, thing is. is, if Nathan Cleary went up to them and said, can you please leave me alone? They'd say, oh, he's fucking arrogant. He's fucking arrogant. He needs to remember who pays the bills. <laughs> and it, it's weird. It's, uh, you know, I, I saw on Twitter on the weekend, there was a lot of speculation about something that happened with, allegedly happened with a... Um, somebody that's in the media, rugby league media, who likes to fling a lot of shit at players. And I won't say who it was, but Twitter was talking about it. Staff and, writers. Hey? Staff writers. Yeah, let's just say it was staff writers. <laughs> and, yeah, that that shit never gets out because they don't talk about themselves. They're no, all, no, no, no. They're all hovering above the rest of humanity. Well, it's because but, they know that um, their entire business model is completely shat on if the yeah. people constantly slinging shit at players actually is covered in shit themselves. Yeah, yeah. So they they can't be in a position of having any authority or having any sort of audience mm-hmm. if they're worse than the person that they're condemning. True. So they, it's the only thing that they all agree on is let's not shit talk each other. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Anyway, big shout out to Alcohol- Alcoholics Anonymous 360. There you go. And um, I just want to also say that um, there's a fair chance mm-hmm. um, that there could be a female who might go around to Nathan Cleary's place in the next six to eight years mm-hmm. and deliver food to him. 
Yeah. It could be his mother. It could mm. be Uber Eats. Um, don't know. Um, but you can be guaranteed that the Daily Telegraph will be there with a camera on his nuts to see if he's fucking them or not. Breaking news. Female interested in male footballer who's a millionaire. <laughs> or not interested. Who knows? Yeah, maybe not. Either <laughs> way, it's breaking news. It's breaking news. It's Female fe- rugby league player must be rooting. Speculation. Um, That's what they yeah. say. When, they, when they're like... We don't even know what to make up. They just say speculation. The media loves nothing more than talking about rooting and knobs. Yes. And uh, speaking about knobs, there's talk that Shane Flanagan has been linked now with the Gold Coast Titans. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, so they're upgrading. They're not getting the St. Helens coach there. Wow. Well, it's good that they're not getting the St. Helens coach because we know the record of St. Helens coaches. Although I said at the end of the year we need to revisit the – the uh, the percent, the win percentage of St Helens coaches based on what Mick Potter is doing at the Bulldogs, yeah. he might he might get up to forty percent if he keeps going. That'd be he's, good. Uh, he's breaking the mold. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. Look, Shane Flanagan. I think that it's just avoid, avoid. Like, how many ways does a, a dude need to prove he's not fit or capable or the right person to be involved with a football club at any single level? Um, I don't care how he feels about it. I, I wasn't the one that was breaking the salary cap and, and doing all of that other shit he was doing at the the uh, Cronulla Sharks. So um, I think any club that even considers him is fucking insane. Yep. And I tend to think that most clubs aren't even that insane. I don't think that the I don't think he'll end up at the, the Gold Coast Titans because if you think of everyone that he's been linked to by his media buddies. Um, and none of them have he's, – he's just never got a foot in the door with any of them. I mean, if you can't get a gig at the West Tigers as a coach, mm. I mean, most players uh, – most people have coached there, and especially in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. um, and to the point where they're willing to give a 70-year-old man and a bloke who's never coached a fucking second of rugby league in their life <coughs> the gig ahead of Flanagan shows you how fucking retarded the Titans will be if they sign him. Yeah, yeah, it does. It really does. Um, How many clubs do you reckon have got better management and a better run than the West Tigers? Oh, none, none. So I, it just—it's nuts. Yeah, look, even the even the Newcastle Knights, who are dumb as fuck, are better run than the West Tigers. Yeah, they are. Like, and the Newcastle Knights are as dumb as fuck. But yeah, way better than the the uh, West Tigers. I mean, case in point, there's speculation mm-hmm. that uh, that they might be about to get rid of David Clemmer because basically, I'm, I'm not. This is not verbatim. Basically, told the trainer to fuck off because he he doesn't want to come off the field. Yeah, yeah. That, well, look, any time that a, a we prof- don't know if that's what he said or not, but he, apparently the the trainer said, you know. You've got to come off. And he's like, mm, I don't really have to. You know, yeah. if you want me to come off, mate, you take me off. <laughs> um, sounds like date nights I've had. I don't come off on command. Um, the Look, I have never heard of a rugby league front rower telling a trainer that they're not leaving the field. I think it's a disgrace and he needs to be kicked out of the game. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's <laughs> crazy. I tell you what, um, if I tried some Star Friday shit, then I'm sorry. I know, I know. <laughs> it's uh, look, if the West Tigers, I'll say it loud enough. Hopefully they hear. Mm-hmm. If they're smart enough, they might just say, you know what? I think it'd be best for David Clemmer to go back to Sydney because mm-hmm. he just doesn't look like he's at home and enjoying himself. Mm-hmm. And we'd be happy to give him a home out here in one of the 95 suburbs that we represent. Look, there, there's, it's very possible that the West Tigers will sit down in late November, early December and consider it. Next year after well, he's already signed. Well, yeah. Oh, we missed the boat on him. I mean, we put an offer to him and didn't hear it back because he'd already signed a five-year deal with someone else. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, nuts, 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 nuts. Has there ever been a player that went, in quotes, back to Newcastle, back home, back to the Hunter, and it turned out good for them? Like, I know Willie Mason did it. That didn't really work out great, although he was... His career was pretty much finished well, by then. Well, he's, he was a Newcastle junior, but he didn't actually make his debut for the Knights. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like the, oh, right. know, the players like that that say because Clemmer was the same. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm going back home. And it just <laughs> seems like it never works out when they do that up Newcastle way. Um, That's a good question. Mm. I'll see if I can find any instances here. I don't think I will. This is going to take a while, so you know, I'll just scroll through while we talk about other stuff. So uh, just on the uh, the West Tigers, and we talked a little bit about this before the podcast, um, the West Tigers were unhappy about the fact that Penrith are most likely <laughs> still getting their stadium. When teams like the West Tigers, uh, they don't get upgrades at all to their stadiums. Um and I, I said on Twitter that the West Tigers have more stadiums than they've had coaches this year, and that's pretty impressive because they had Maguire, they've had Kamali, they had that interim guy that was in when uh, Kamali and Sheens got COVID, and then Sheens basically is waiting until they do good, and then he'll start saying, well, yeah, I'm making all the decisions now. Um He's making all decisions when when um, the Tigers win. When they're yeah. losing, it's uh, oh, it's, you know, that's Kamali. He's a bit green between behind the ears, so mm. you could expect these. The fucking development coaches, hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're doing that, and then obviously they're meeting with the NRL, trying to get a game overturned from two weeks ago against the Cowboys, which they are also continue to threaten legal action about to, you know, I can't ever remember a result on a sporting field being overturned in a court, but, you know, they're trying. Um, and then... No, you know what? They're not trying. Well, they're not got trying. to the point where I think now the emotion's gone out of it all. Everyone has moved on, just as we all thought they would. Um, and the Tigers are left holding this, this paper bag full of dog shit. Yeah. And... Um, they're going, can someone take this off us, please? And everyone's just sitting around going, the music stopped. You've got to live with that, buddy. It's your yeah, present. Exactly. You know, um, they're, tr- they're trying to g- get out of last place and, you so know, be equals last. They're, they're trying to look tough on a matter that no one gives a fuck about. Yeah. So they're going, oh, we're going to keep going and we're going to keep pushing. And the talk with the NRL is, can we like bury this bit in a way where you kind of make like you've done something good for us. Exactly. And, you know and then saying? look, we'll give you $5 to patch up one of the seats at Leichhardt. And I'm like, that's 
that's amazing. We'll talk then, about how great the NRL are and how they're supporting us and getting Leichhardt yeah. upgraded and blah, blah, blah. And then we move on. So then they are also saying that they believe the uh, current loan system is ridiculous <laughs> and uh, shouldn't be allowed, and, and it's, it's ridiculous. The NRL is allowing um, high-placed teams to pilfer low-placed teams, leaving aside the fact that the West Tigers are the ones allowing all of their own players to leave the club. Yeah, there's been um, one. Like, outside of the, the COVID-related stuff, nearly every single transfer is with a West Tigers player. Yeah, yeah. And but the that... Tigers have acted pretty quickly, mm. I must say, in bringing through debutants who mm. probably they couldn't have been able to afford under the cap had they not done the, the transfers or the loans in the first place. So, you know, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And, and it's good to see the West Tigers uh, bringing in juniors, uh, now that they have got a little bit of salary cap relief um, by moving on those players that they signed that were terrible on terrible contracts. The the point is that the West Tigers want you to not focus on West Tigers management. They want you to focus on everyone else, you know, and it's been a tactic. Wrong. Yeah, it's a tactic that they've used time and time again. I mean, we all remember the famous um, issue where uh, Potato, the CEO, started counting how many people were on the hill at Panthers games and, <laughs> like, how fucking ridiculous that was. And it's just a joke. Like, I hope that West Tigers fans don't fall for it because it would be really easy to fall for it and be like, yeah, that's an outrage, that's an outrage, when really the outrage is that these people are involved in running a rugby league team. And can't be removed. And yeah, there's zero mechanism for them to be voted out or moved or and in, in Potato's case sacked because, like, performance issues, <laughs> they're last. They've uh, made I mean, finals ever under his watch. Uh, they've gone through, uh, what, half a dozen coaches. So performance issues will never get Potato sacked and the board can't be voted out. So everyone's just happy. You know, everyone's great. And, uh, I mean... Dad joke alert, all potatoes should be sacked. How else are you going to move them around? That's Moving on. Moving on. Okay, so right. some, some good news overnight that we heard was the Greek Rugby League has finally been accepted by, I guess, the Greek government as yes. being a sport all in its own right and not just rugby, which was a problem for many, many years and caused them a lot of legal issues. It caused them to have to sneak around and play games and play ducks and drakes with training and, and all sorts of terrible issues. And it's good that um, in the World Cup year, they've finally been recognised as their own sport in Greece. So that's a positive thing. Yeah, um, and the negative to that is the fact that we didn't get any of that news from the International Rugby League. No, no. Well, the International Rugby League's fucking useless. We know um, that. So, Remember when that... the head of the International Rugby League, when um, COVID was really, really bad and a really big concern, and he was running around pretending that he ran International Rugby League, and Australia and New Zealand just kind of were like, uh, buddy, nah, <laughs> nah, we run this shit. And then they made the decision... And then he pretended he made a decision. It was funny, that. 
That was uh, very, very interesting indeed. Mm. Um, so, you know, a mate of mine who I've worked with for quite a while um, as a writer is mm-hmm. very, very um, involved in the Greek rugby league team, has been for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he revealed the news uh, a day and a half ago. And I mm. thought, I sat on it going, surely international rugby league is going to say something about this. I'm not I'm not out there trying to be a, a fucking journalist breaking news mm. um but it's also a significant thing that needs to be people need to know about it mm-hmm. and when no one said shit about it i thought well i'm gonna announce it fuck it mm. so that that was the big news that came out of there and it's absolutely brilliant news mm-hmm. um he's hoping that a lot of other um similar incidents around the world will follow suit uh and the game will be able to leap forward in leaps and bounds very, very quickly all around the world. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers and then there'll crossed. be just so many more international sides that can beat England. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. It'll be really good. Um, PVL is having a bit of a uh, whinge with the federal government about uh, the funding backflip for the stadium's rebuild. Yeah, it's it's the state government. Look, this story's continuing on. He's he's still saying he he'll move the grand final. It seems as though Penrith Stadium is probably going to go ahead. Although, uh, Spud will be happy about that. Yeah, he can watch the whole thing. Exactly. Um, the although, as I said yesterday, until I start digging the fucking ground up, I, I'm not certain that that's going to go ahead. But it seems like that is in place. Um, but all of the other upgrades look like they're off the table now. Um, we'll see what happens with that. I, I, I've got no fucking idea. Like, I, I don't know who the Premier is at this stage. It tends to chop and change. Yeah, but it tends to chop and change depending on, like, the ICAC, unfortunately. Well, so you know, Corruption does that to people. Oh, I'm not saying that anyone's corrupt. All I'm saying is the ICAC does. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. Um, some other news overnight was that Pat Carrigan got a four-week ban for his uh, hip drop tackle that broke Jackson Hastings' leg. Um, so that, you know, that, I don't know, it feels like, and I still haven't seen the tackle, so I, I can't say whether it was really, really bad or not, but I just think if it was obviously an illegal tackle and it, it did break Jackson Hastings' leg. Well, I mean, I four weeks the, seems pretty pretty. The, the problem we've got here, okay, and it's always been an issue, um, is if a player gets injured badly from a tackle, mm. and you can have an exactly identical tackle when no one gets injured being played, you know, the mechanics of it can be almost identical, mm. and no one gets injured, mm-hmm. and the carryover points of both, of both players who commit the tackle... Um, are identical, you will find both of them get suspended differently. Yeah. Um, it's... I I think four weeks is far too much. I think that's entirely a response to the injury and less so on the uh, the actual uh, tackle itself. Okay. It was a hip drop tackle. I'd probably give it... I don't know. I don't see hip drop tackles as being that... Um, That big a scourge or that big of a drama, I think no. the, the NRL has been able to crack down on it reasonably well. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, I've given it one or two weeks. I think that's probably all. Okay, okay. That but looks... it, looks, 
It looked bad. Okay. I mean, those hip drop tackles, there's, it's hard to do one of those with malicious intent because, <laughs> like, if you've got malicious intent, you want to fucking hurt someone, you're not going to go and grab them around the waist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. You don't, you don't go, I'm going to fucking smash this guy. Let me just take the dancing pose with him. <laughs> a slow waltz, maybe? I actually heard a goofball on the radio yesterday. I don't want to say who it was, but it's one of those typical um, idiot, idiot goofball moron fat. And he <laughs> he was saying um, that they should ban wrestling coaches, right? And the person that he said that to was like, wrestling coaches don't actually teach wrestling. They they teach us sort of how to to you know, keep hold of players and and uh, bring players to the den. Because, look, a tackle is wrestling. Like, you can't tackle someone without rest. It's literally wrestling yeah. someone to the ground. And the, and this guy who just had no fucking idea what he was talking about kept saying, oh, I'm telling you, all these injuries are because of the wrestling coaches and the UFC people that get in to be wrestling coaches. And it's like, you fucking dummy. You dumb idiot. That's all I could think. It's not like they're, you know, they've got uh, Kurt Angle out there showing them how to put on ankle holds and <laughs> yeah. doing suplexes and shit. I mean, fucking hell. Exactly. Do you remember when uh, Paramount had that? I don't know if you'll remember this. This is a long time ago now where they had a, a workout machine and it was called the Dominator. And, I do remember this. Yeah, and it was and it was basically, it looked like a... It looked like a, something out of that, um, what was that TV show in the 90s? Gladiators or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and so you'd grab a handle. I think from memory, you'd grab a handle you, it, w- with both hands. It was almost like a bike handle that was turned upside down. You'd twist it, and then you'd push it down to the ground, and it had a it had a weight on it. It had a resistance. And people were saying, "Oh, this is why there's so many head slams in the game." And and people within the eels were having to say, "No, this works out um, parts of our body that." are really hard to isolate through weight training. We can do it with this machine. And it, it it's, you know, it's just a weight machine. It's not a head slam machine. But, the, you know, what the media's like, they're all a bunch of fucking moronic reactionary dickheads. And yeah. uh, it was funny to hear some of that yesterday in the radio. Yeah. They're clueless clowns. They really are. They really are. Apologies to all the clowns out there who have a clue. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's been been an interesting uh, few days. Just when we thought we got all the the uh, news sorted out yesterday, there's a shit ton more today. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely. Um, crazy. I tell you what, there is some breaking news, mm-hmm. which has actually genuinely shocked me, because mm-hmm. I've just gone over to the Fox Sports website and there's an article on there saying that Adam O'Brien's career could be on a knife's edge. No, why? Oh, it doesn't matter why. I'm just surprised that anyone at, at Fox Sports has the balls to dare criticise Matty Johns' team in yeah. any way. I, I cannot wait to find out who Matty Johns says is the next coach they should get. You know, it'll be something like, you know who they should target? Trent Barrett. He's learned a lot of lessons. He's learned a lot in his time at Manly. And it's just, it'll He's be... a great attack coach at Penrith. Yeah, it'll be really funny to see. It's a pretty tough situation for him at the Bulldogs. He had Phil Gould pretty much pulling all the strings behind play, so we never got to see what he could do there. Man, I'm getting good at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Um, all right, let's get into our weekly preview. Are you pumped, Andrew? Yes, yes. I am pumped as well. Full of Gold Coast coffee. Let's get into it. Excellent. Well, the first game of the round sees your, not your, but, you know, somebody's. It's got to be that one Roosters supporter. Listen. Um, your Sydney City Roosters taking on the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, the Sydney City Roosters are... Favourites with Palmerbet, our wonderful sponsor, who was sponsoring the podcast all year. Go to palmerbet.com. The best odds in the game. Gamble responsibly. The Sydney City Roosters in the head-to-head are at $1.55, while the Brisbane Broncos are at $2.40. The Broncos having a four-and-a-half-point handicap at $1.90, while with the four-and-a-half-point... No, sorry. The Brisbane Broncos have a four-and-a-half-point head start at $1.90. The the Sydney Roosters have the four and a half point handicap, also at one dollar ninety. Who's got the handicap? <laughs> the Roosters have a handicap. Right, what gotcha. I'm yeah, I gotcha. I, I, I find that hard to believe. They've got Nick Politis. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, this is going to be an interesting one. I, I I wasn't very impressed with how the Broncos defended more than anything else last week, but I think. A lot of what they were doing wrong, they've probably been doing wrong to some extent all year. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have it exploited by the worst team in the comp is not a very good, um, not a very good thing to have happen when you're into the uh, the run to the finals. Yeah. the The Broncos have got a few players. Out, obviously, Carrigan out is a big one. Um, Hetherington comes in at lock. Um, Cobo's back in the side as well. Um, and Turpin will be on the bench, I believe. I, 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 look, I, I tipped the Roosters in this one. I'm, I'm leaning that way. Yeah, um, just because they're more consistent. At, like they're not, I think that the Broncos at their best are better than the Roosters at their best. But yeah. the Broncos are so inconsistent. That That performance last week was... Very concerning. Mm. But you would you'd you'd forgive it if it was against a team like Penrith, Sharks, Cowboys, Storm. You know, you know what? Those teams are designed to figure out those issues really well and exploit them. Yeah. But to have the worst team in the comp do that, um, and to only score two tries against one of the worst defensive teams in the comp, there's a lot wrong there. Um I don't know if they took the Tigers lightly, um, but uh just a lot. There's very little to take from that game that was good to look at. Um, the Roosters' only concern there is Lindsay Collins is out and he's been replaced in the front row by Matt Lodge. Um, Matt Lodge is off, off-field stuff aside. The problem I've got with Lodge when he's on the field um, does have a short fuse and does give away far too many penalties. And when you've already got JWH in the team, who's a bit, you know, a bit of a loose cannon there already, they could be given away um, like if they if they start having to chase points, I wouldn't be surprised if if Lodge especially starts giving away a few stupid fucking penalties and and buries the roosters. But yeah. uh, that's the only thing that would hurt them. I see the roosters winning this. Yeah, it's 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 hard to tip against roosters. Although the two dollars forty in the head to head for the Broncos is is pretty nice. I gotta say, like I look at that and I'm like, mm, you know. Um, so Friday evening's game, the 6 p.m. game in the Eastern States, 
of Australia sees the Melbourne Storm taking on the Gold Coast Titans. In the head Storm. to head Yeah. <laughs> Next <laughs> on Palmerbet.com, the Melbourne Storm are favourites in the head to head at one dollar fifteen, while the Gold Coast Titans are at five dollars fifty. The Gold Coast Titans have a sixteen and a half point head start at one dollar ninety. While sixteen and a half point handicap, the Melbourne Storm are also one dollar ninety. I think, yeah, the sixteen and a half point handicap with the Storm one dollar ninety. I would take that on palmerbet.com. Okay, the Storm have got Tyron Wishart at fullback. Now, remember when, only a year or two ago, mm. when Nico Hines first came on and started being a, a replacement for um, Pappenhausen at fullback? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he made a name for himself as a genuine NRL-level halfback, uh, fullback in his own right. Mm-hmm. This Wishart is very, very capable of doing the same thing. They've tried him a few times, and... They put him in different places, though. Like, he's been on yeah. the wing. He's played a bit of 5 eight, But it looks now he's going to get the rest of the year at fullback. And I think that's going to be the best thing for him. He has been trained by – I know I've said it a few times. He's been trained by Slater all off-season. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm, I'm still waiting to see – and it happens with some players where you wait – like, they, they go out there and they don't really stand out and you're waiting for the, the spark to – or like they just get it at one point, you know, and yeah. um, some players they do it in their first touch of the ball. Other players it takes five years for them to do it. I keep watching for it to happen with him. I think it eventually will happen. And I, I, I think if he does play fullback for the rest of the year, that would be really good for him and probably yeah, I, help him get there quicker. I'll give him two or three games to really find his feet and sort mm-hmm. of um, get settled. He hasn't had a chance to settle anywhere yet. Mm-hmm. And to come in against... Um, this out of sorts Titan side is probably a pretty good uh, way to go about it. Mm. Um, pretty good spine for the Storm here, obviously, with um, Munster, Hughes, and Harry Grant all in the run on side. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Smith sitting on the bench. Um, this is probably the best the Storm side's looked since Origin, um, yeah. considering all the injuries they've got. Nofaluma's on the wing, um, but thankfully he's got Marion Sevy on the inside, so Sevy won't need him. that'll be fine um you just got to defend and i think i think that's what we're going to see i think at this stage um bellamy's going to say right we've got that win we've got the monkey off the back now we're going to just start destroying teams yeah it's going to be interesting to see if they can recapture a little bit of their magic um i tell you tell you what big tino the way he's playing at the moment I'm happy to watch the Gold Coast Titans play just to watch him. He is so damn good. He is amazing. Um, and whenever I watch him, I always think of, like, the World Cup at the end of the year, and I think, like, England has no idea this guy exists. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> it's um, so good. The, the Titans have got Booth at hooker, young guy. They've moved mm-hmm. Clark out to lock. Tino's into the front row. Mm-hmm. Bit of shuffling around there, obviously, but um, they're still kind of all in the same sort of location on the field in the middle there, so it's no real drama. Yeah. Um, Tanner Boyd at halfback. Uh, Jaden Campbell's now starting at fullback. The spine's looking a little bit more threatening, mm. uh, which is what they've needed for a while. Uh, so they should be okay. Obviously, it's good to see it's starting to bring in a few new faces as well because, you know, that's what you do when your season's over. Yeah. 
Although but, uh, I think that they should have left Sexton in the side. Oh, yeah, they should have done. I think but what they've done, they've sent him to reserves just to get a bit of confidence back, probably. Possibly, possibly. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting Storm to run up a score here. Yeah, they, yeah, they really are. They, they're due for one of those games where they horrify <laughs> where it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I was just comfortable with maybe thinking the Storm would be a normal team, not this fucking juggernaut. Um, so in the next game, the Friday night game on palmerbet.com, we have the Manly Warringah Seagulls at home, the Grandy Sour playing against the Parramatta Eels, uh, Jake Arthur's team now. And this is a close one. The Manly Warringah Seagulls on palmerbet.com are slight favourites at $1.85, while the Parramatta Eels are at $1.95. Uh, the Parramatta Eels have a one-and-a-half-point head start at $1.90, while with the one-and-a-half-point handicap, the Manly Warringah Seagulls are also at $1.90. I, I I tipped the Manly Warringah Seagulls in this game. I yeah, feel they- like this is one of those games where the Eels have lost their halfback. Jake Arthur will come in. I think he's he's a fine player. I don't see any problems there. But it just feels like one of those games that the Eels will lose and the Eels fans will be like, what the fuck? Yeah, the and oh, look, Manly's got their god botherers back. <laughs> oh man, come on now. <laughs> um, they've got Ben Trevojevic on the bench, which I think is a good idea. They need to be giving him much more game time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would, would not be surprised if Parramatta changes that that run on side. I reckon I wouldn't be surprised if they put Perham at fullback, Gutherson mm-hmm. at six, Brown at seven, or. Brown at six, Gufferson at seven, something like that. And Arthur on the bench, maybe. I'd see I just think they're gonna be in a situation here where they don't want to trial a you know, the run into the finals with some part time player in the spine. I you know, especially in the halves. So I think they might be more tempted to put Gutherson in the halves mm-hmm. and put a proper fullback in the scene. So I I get that thinking. I really do. Um, but I, I would change the least amount possible if I was them because I like Arthur as a player. I don't know why he gets grief from Parramatta fans. I think he's a pretty pretty handy halfback. So I would just put Arthur straight in and um, see how he goes Like, and hope that the infrastructure that's around him can just keep them you know, going in the right direction because they can't afford to lose... Um, all these games running into the finals. And I don't think they will. I, I think that they'll do all right. But, um, yeah, there's that, something that, about... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, well, that's kind of the point, though, about you know not, not wanting to take too many risks with fresh faces in the side because this is one game they need to win, given Manly's just below them on the ladder. Yeah. Um, they definitely need to get this win here. And so, uh, in my mind, it would be smarter to play safe on this one. Yeah. Just so you don't give Manly a leg up as an opportunity to get above you on the ladder. You need you need them to lose as many games as possible. And you don't want them to win any games at the expense of the Eels, uh, if your parent matter. Um, but I've, I've got no issue with Arthur either. I've, I'm definitely not disagreeing with, with your, your uh, view there. Mm. Um, he's got a handy enough kicking game. And I mean, that's all you need to replace Moses, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And like he's a, I, I think that he needs to leave the Eels to sort of further his career. Like, um, I tell you what, I'd rather have Jake Arthur at halfback than Brooks. I'd say that. 
Okay, so coming up next, we've got the Rabbitohs versus the Warriors. What's uh, Palmerbet got for us there? So, Palmerbet has the South Sydney Rabbitohs as heavy favourites against the Warriors. And they're head-to-head, they're at $1.13, while the New Zealand Warriors are at $6. The New Zealand Warriors have a 17.5-point head start at $1.90, while with the 17.5-point handicap on palmerbet.com, the Sassany Rabbitohs are also at $1.90. I think the Rabbitohs will cover their handicap. I think $1.90 against the Warriors for them to beat them by 18 points, basically. I think I'd take that. Yeah, they'll have that done after about 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. The, the Warriors are all over the place at the moment. Uh. Um, Stacey Jones has not inspired me at all as a head coach. And, you know, I just... I think that their season's going to have a real sad ending. Yeah, they've made a lot of crazy changes. Um, Wade Egan's gone from hooker to 5'8". I don't know why you do that. Mm. Um, at least they've got Walsh back at fullback, I guess. But it's there's just stuff going on everywhere with that side. And their defense was, well, not was, is and has been for a while. Um Clumsy, mm. I think it's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. It's poor at times. At other times, it's okay. But then when it does break down, it's over. Just it breaks down in the dumbest ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, and these South, this South team is just full of blokes who run hard. Um, and if you have any weaknesses in your defensive line, they will roll through it. And then you've got Latrell out the back, who will capitalise on all of that as he's been doing since he came back. Um, I expect him to have a, a huge game here, and I wouldn't be surprised if South rack up 50. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, they look capable of doing it the last few weeks, so um, let's see how they go. Now, the next game, oh, this will be spicy. <laughs> the On palmerbet.com, we have the Canberra Raiders taking on the Penrith Panthers down there in freezing cold Canberra. Um, so the head-to-head has the Canberra Raiders still as outsiders at $2.25, while the Panthers are at $1.50. The Penrith Panthers have a two-and-a-half-point handicap at $1.90, while with the two-and-a-half-point start, the Canberra Raiders are also at $1.90. I don't know about this game. I think that the Raiders are definitely a chance to win it, um, and the Raiders should make hay while the sun shines because, you know, this is about a best chance that they'll have in the next 10 years of beating the Panthers. But I could still see the Panthers just grinding them away and, and just playing the percentages and winning this one. I've got a stat for you. Okay, hit me with it. And for all Panthers fans, this is actually probably going to surprise you as well as make you happy. Okay. Since Nathan Cleary made his NRL debut... Penrith have won 68.66% of their games when he has played mm-hmm. and 74.07% when he hasn't. Holy crap. That's crazy. He's holding you back. <laughs> he is. He's the problem. He's the problem. <laughs> I bet there'll be some stat dickhead out there that starts that bullshit, hey? <laughs> you know how you get some people they use stats and they just decide that it's some absolutely ridiculous shit? And yeah. it's like, yeah, but you've got to use your eyeballs as well, dude. Exactly. Um, I think the number of games that he's missed is around about 20 out of 100 and... 
150 or 160 odd games since he made his debut. Mm-hmm. So it's not exactly a, a level playing field, but yeah, yeah, there you go. 74% without him there, mate. Panthers are on. How crazy, um, how crazy is just the the winning percentage over the time that he's been a first grader at Penrith? Yeah. That's outrageous. It's insane. Yeah. Um, the thing, so a lot of people are going to look at this game and go, oh, Cleary's not there, so therefore they're tax rooted. And you go, you know what? To some extent, that might be the case. Mm-hmm. The thing that isn't changed a great deal, though, is their defense. And mm-hmm. that has been the thing that they've relied on 100% under Ivan Cleary. Yeah. Is their defense does all the hard work and their attack finishes the game off over the top of it. So Canberra's, Canberra hasn't been one of those red hot attacking teams. And, you know, they used to be a really good attacking team when you think to 2016 to 2018, 2019. They could rack up big scores every now and then. Um, they're not that sort of team now. Mm-hmm. And so if they're struggling to score points at the moment, they're going to struggle even more so against the Panthers. Um, the only thing that's going to work in their favour is that Penrith's attack is not going to be as crisp, so they're not going to. The Panthers aren't going to race away with the game or anything like that. Um, I expect Penrith to win, probably by 10, 12 points at the absolute maximum. Yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of an arm wrestle, but with Penrith mm. prevailing, I the thing I think will I could see where some of Canberra's youngsters they still make mistakes every so often, and you just can't really do that against Penrith because. They'll just put their, their foot on your neck and just strangle you, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I, I still can't look past the Panthers in that one. No, and so long as um, especially Leota and Fisher-Harris um, make good metres through the middle mm-hmm. and you get the likes of um, Kikau and Martin especially as well as Yo are able to help uh, shield O'Sullivan a fair bit for the kicking part of the, the attacking sets. Yeah. They should be fine. Yeah, and it's not like you ask them to do anything different to what they usually do. Um, Yo's always loitering around Cleary anyway, so um, I would expect that that wouldn't change too much. Yeah, and and just the fact that they went through this sort of thing just a few weeks ago through Origin is puts them in a good position, and they won yeah. all those games too. So, um, yeah. so yeah, it's 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 not the worst place for the Panthers to be in. Now the next game, the Cronulla mm. Sutherland Sharks are at home. And they're taking on their old rivals, the St. George Illawarra Dragons. The local um, derby. Yeah, Shark Park. It's going to be packed with 12,500 people. <laughs> so, on palmabet.com, the head-to-head prices are the Sharks, $1.31, while the Dragons are at $3.50. The Dragons have a nine-and-a-half-point head start in the handicap betting. They're at $1.90, while with the actual nine-and-a-half-point handicap, the Sharks also are at $1.90. I think the Sharks will cover the handicap here. I think that they could put a whipping on the Dragons. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to get a form on on the Dragons at the moment. Mm. A bit of drama around the coach, but the, the team's not – they're not disgraceful. No. They're not falling away rapidly or anything like that. But they don't look like a team that's challenging to be a top eight side at the same time. I think it's a talent issue. I really do. I don't think yeah. it's a coaching issue. I just think you look at their lineup and um, there's just big holes in it. And I think that it, that's all it is. I think that Griffin's done pretty well with the talent he's got at his disposal. Um, 
basically what a lot of teams need to in order to beat the Sharks is a fullback that's good because the Sharks have got um, Moylan, who's got a good all-round kicking game. Nico Hines has got some pretty good bombs and good long kicking game on him. And then you've got things like um, Wade Graham with that short kicking game that can go anywhere. You can pull it out of nowhere. You've got Cameron McInnes and Blake Braley, who's got a decent kicking game as well. Braden Trindle's on the bench with a good kicking game. You've got all of these blokes who can kick the ball. You need to have a good fullback who can counter all of that and all the variations of that kicking game that they're going to throw at you. And the Dragons have got Moses and Bai. Feels like an issue. It, it's a look. It's a massive fucking concern. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's not a good plan, eh? <laughs> he's got uh, he's got very poor uh, kick return game on him. His judgment under the high ball is very, very questionable. <laughs> I'm being as kind as I can, Moses. Um, I would not ever put him at fullback. I would have Aaron Woods at fullback before I put in Moses and Bye fullback because you know he's going to do a kick return. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus Christ, that's a, that's a concern. Yeah, that's um, rough. I look at the Dragons team every single week and I just go, poor Ben Hunt. Yeah, well, the last thing Ben Hunt is is poor, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I get what that's you true. mean. That's I get true. What you mean. Um, look, I think the thing, though, is, I don't think the Sharks are going to run away with this, but I expect them to win. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a flogging because, I don't know, I think the Dragons will live for this game because they like to live for their rivalry games. Yeah, like they're going to have to do that long trip from uh, from Cogra Oval to Shark Park, the five-minute trip. So we'll see how it goes. Huh? Go over <laughs> Tom Ugly's bridge. Yeah. Now, on Sunday afternoon, we have, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs rejuvenated after ditching the Albatross. And they take on the North Queensland Cowboys, who are also rejuvenated themselves this year. Now, the North Queensland Cowboys are favourites on palmerbet.com in this one. They are at $1.31, while the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs are at $3.50. The Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs have a 9.5 point head start at $1.90. Ooh, that seems long. Well, with the nine and a half point handicap, the Cowboys are at one dollar ninety as well. I don't know. I think the Cowboys are in good enough form that they could cover that handicap, but um, I'd probably just stick to the head to head price of one dollar thirty one. Yeah, I I think the Bulldogs' attack is too good that they're going to. Uh, I'm not going to say I expect them to win, but I can see them being capable of getting twenty points on the board. Um, yeah, because they've been doing that almost religiously since Potter got in. Um, you know, a coach who knows how to stage a basic attack. Um, it's, fu- it's funny how much coaching comes into coaching, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some assistant coaches can make it as a head coach, like Mick Potter, and some <laughs> of them should never ever be in the fucking job at all. Never, ever, ever. It's weird. Episode 21. Go back and listen to it. Yeah. That is thorough and in-depth. Mm-hmm. That's all get, you need to know. You get everything you need to know. Um, and it hasn't aged at all. Not at all. That Not is an either. issue with a lot of podcasts. Episode 21 never ages. It's current. It's current till today. Yeah. Find now, me a podcast that can do that. 
Exactly. Now, Andrew, I don't know what you're doing on Sunday afternoon. Working. <laughs> I Big think you should fuck for that. I, I think you should quit just to watch this match because this is gonna be a doozy. Pump a dong. Yeah, it's gonna be a well it's gonna be a dong at least. <laughs> <laughs> Palmerbet.com brings us the West Tigers taking on the Newcastle Knights. Now, I don't think I've said this this year. The West Tigers are favourites. Oh, fuck. At $1.54. That's never good. To the Newcastle Knights, $2.50 in the head-to-head. That's never good. I'm sure that they'll use that as good motivation. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm confident that... Um... The Tigers have lost around about 75% of the games that they've been favourites in in now their entire in, history. Now, in the handicap betting, the West Tigers have Justin Potato and the Newcastle Knights have Adam O'Brien. No, sorry. What I mean is the West <laughs> that's, Tigers... That's pretty even. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a rough one. I don't know who I'd choose there. The West Tigers have a four-and-a-half-point handicap in this game. They're at $1.90. The Newcastle Knights have a four-and-a-half-point head start. They are also at $1.90. Andrew, um, I think we should bring in relegation. <laughs> oh, you can't do that to the lower grades. <laughs> uh, uh, let's just have a look here at the form line for these two teams. It's, okay. it's a bit different at the moment, I think. Okay, okay. The Knights have lost their last four games. Their last three... They've scored 12 points, 12 points, and 10 points and conceded 106. Mm-hmm. Oh, 108, sorry. The Tigers have had two wins and a loss. They've scored 16, 26, and 32 and conceded 63 points. Okay, so the West Tigers are getting better in attack. And defence. Although it must be said that the last result had no Luke Brooks, so they bring back the they bring the handbrake back this week, don't it's they? It's also worth noting that those last three games the Tigers have played were against Penrith, the Cowboys, and the Broncos, all in the top eight. Look, good teams. The Knights played Manly, Roosters, and Bulldogs. I think the Roosters might have been eighth, Manly ninth, Bulldogs way down further. Um, so the Knights have been worse in attack, worse in defence against worse opposition than the Tigers. So I'll go with the Tigers to probably lose by 50. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, look, I'll back the Tigers because I always do. And to be honest, they should win this. I've seen nothing from the Knights in the last month that suggests that they are getting better. All I see them is playing more and more boring football and so much insane reliance on Kalen Ponga. And with him not there, they are dead in the water. I, I would also say that this whole thing with David Klemmer, where they're like, well, you got to show cause... Um, or you're going to be suspended. And I just feel like David Clemmer will go. Oh, well, I mean, he's not even playing this weekend, which is uh, a huge bonus for the yeah, Tigers. I, I just I just think he'll go, all right. And he won't give a shit. What would and be great? Get sacked, you know? What would be great is if he says, you know what, fuck you, I'll leave. I don't even want my contract paid out. And the Tigers say, we'll sign you. And we want you to play this weekend. We'll put you in the front row. And imagine I, how much damage he'll do to the Knights as he's running through them. I don't know if you're allowed to... No, uh, you could have like a seven-day cooling off or some shit, but geez, that'd be awesome. But I don't know that they, any team would be able to sign Clemmer for the rest of the year just for the simple fact that I, I don't know if this is the case, but I think that he wouldn't be able to be part of another team's finals campaign. 
because he not that he'd have to worry about it for the West Tigers. What am I talking about? Go to the West Tigers. It'd be fine. And besides, the Tigers have just got rid of a bloke who's on about the similar wage for the rest of the year in Nofaluma. Wouldn't it be funny if because the 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 thing from some West Tigers fans, not all of them, but some of them, they were saying, well, we're going to use that money to upgrade contracts of young players. Wouldn't it be funny if they just splurged it on David Clement to go to do nothing, to achieve nothing? <laughs> it would be very West Tigery. What um, would be very West Tigery is if they actually listened to those idiot fans and went and upgraded contracts and then went, oh, we can't actually have any of those players play because Nofaluna's come back and we didn't actually get any. Sorry, you know, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've already signed him for next year. You can't upgrade contracts now for this year. They've already signed those contracts last year. The contracts you think that they can upgrade are for next year. Nofaluma's back next year. He's not saved us any money in the future. We're in the same position. The only money he's freed up is the ability for us to have players outside of the 30-man squad getting match payments to play, which is why we're starting to see a few younger blokes come in. I think we've got... um, Pole, Austin Diaz, uh, Thomas Freb, Freb, uh, Freeban, he's coming from the New South Wales Cup side. These guys are able to, we can actually pay them to come, come through and play now. That's you, all you can do with it. That's it. i got a question. Did you see the uh, meet and greet that the West Tigers were putting on for their fans? No. They were doing I don't get ma- invited to those. <laughs> <laughs> they were doing a, a meet and greet for West Tigers supporters. Price of entry was 70 bucks. Fucking I'm, hell. I'm not even kidding, huh? Uh, they they charge us to watch them play like dog shit, <laughs> and then they charge us to meet them. <laughs> no wonder the fucking books are good. Every time there's anything to do with the fans, fucking potatoes, they're picking money out of your pockets. Please, please. Fucking hell. I I don't judge footy fans because <laughs> what you when do the... with your what you do with your money is your is your business, right? But what sort of putrid cunt of a person do you have to be to want to spend 70 bucks to meet players that are winning the wooden spoon currently? Look, like The thing is, okay, look, my, my wife's a, a Sharks fan, right? Mm. When the Sharks come down here to Melbourne, she was able to organise, just as a fan with the club, say, you know, is there any chance that we can have a, a meet and greet with the players one, one time they come down to Melbourne? And the club went, yep, no worries. Um, met us at this location and we can sign some stuff and that was it. Not a single fucking cent was spent by a single fan because that's how it should be. Yeah. And here's the way Tigers going, 70 bucks. You're going, fuck off. $70 per person. Fuck off. <laughs> per person. For a team that was running last. I mean, the second last now. <laughs> like, it, say it's the, say it was the Panthers, right? And they're doing some sort of function around it and stuff. And you could kind of in your head like create this sort of whole thing, you know, and say well, it's very expensive. It's it's not on to charge that, but you know, you get to get your picture taken with the premiership trophy, you get to meet these premiership players and stuff. They're in last place. Fucking last. It's uh it's rude. It really is. It's, it. it's fucking rude. It's rude. It is very rude. Well, look, that's our uh, wrap-up of the upcoming games for palmerbet.com. Remember, go to palmerbet.com for all the best betting odds in rugby league and other sports and racing and all that sort of stuff. They're our major sponsor this year, and we love working with them. Always remember to gamble responsibly, and always remember that 
these are just our opinions on who to bet on and who we would tip and all that sort of stuff. If you don't agree with it, do your own tipping and your own betting and stuff like that. But this is just who we would think and we would put our money on. Exactly. And, you know, just because we're um, experts doesn't mean we're always right. Exactly. I think you were wrong once in uh, 2001. I did get wrong once in 2001, yes. And look, I'm pretty sure I was wrong once, I think about three or four years ago. So, you know, we are human, almost. Barely. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's... uh, I mean, that's what the gamble responsibility thing's all about, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, should we wrap this up? Because I just, I just got something delivered, and I want to play with my toys. You do. I reckon we just keep you away from it for a bit longer. No. Let's see how dedicated you are no. to the podcast. I've got, I've got thirteen inches of sweet, sweet Iron Man goodness. I'm about to play with. Ah, Freaky's Barbie dolls have arrived. <laughs> it's actually a kit to light one of them up. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> hey, that does raise one thing we need to mention. If you're not following League Freak on Instagram and giving him shit over his fucking Barbie dolls like I am, then you need to go check it out. <laughs> he loves it. They're high end collectibles. Yeah, so go over there and um, you know, check out his uh his Barbie dolls. They're great. The, if you yeah follow the glorious league freak, no spaces, and you'll see some of the shit. It's all wonderful. See, you'll just see Andrew bullying me on there too. <laughs> Fucking prick. Um. Anyway, it's been a good episode. It has indeed. It has indeed. We've got a bit of West Tigers rage in there, which wasn't expected. Mm-hmm. I lie. Um. So thank you once again. Obviously, the Palmer Bet. Uh, check out palmerbet.com for all your. Uh, Betting needs, uh, always gamble responsibly. Can't stress that often enough. Um, make sure you check us out on the socials, on Instagram and Twitter at Frogo Freak Pod. Um, we're on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, MySpace. Uh, so check us out on all of those. And uh, let's wrap this turkey up. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, enjoy the footy, and we'll catch us all later. Palmer bet with the big don't argue. Punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858.